You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Besiktas International's The Black Eagles podcast is back. Episode 111. Getting hard to keep track. Uh, I am, of course, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City. And with me, again, is the Archman Evran. How you doing, sir? What's up? Doing alright, how are you? Good. Sorry, I talked all that last week when Khan was here and now now we're face to face. It's just the two of us. I have to live with that legacy. Sorry, I gotta beat that out now and everything. Um, alright. So we've got a pretty full episode today. We have a lot of fun uh, chatter from our Twitter account, which is always nice. Um, and we also have a sort of regular episode that's, I mean, not not huge, I think, as far as news, but there's there's some stuff to talk about. Um, first of all, how you doing, man? How's how's life in these in the times of Corona? Um, it's doing better. I think my area is starting to like get the first uh, clear, you know, oh, phases. Oh, you the first, you know, the the first wave in New York State. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, the city's not like that. Yeah. People are starting to, you know, leave the house. Yeah, I mean, it's really starting to happen more in the city, too. You know, I worry a little that they're doing it too soon. But, I mean, you know, you got to get air. We've been going out a, a little more than we probably should for, for walks and what have you, too. Just, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's hard. After, how, how, when did this start? Like, two months ago? Three? Like, where, where are we? Yeah, it was March, so. Man. Yeah. More than two months. Exactly. Yeah, almost June now. So, uh, But the good news of that, of course, is that we're sort of almost at about the two-week mark for the season start. And um, that brings with it some good news and some bad news for F. Uh, we'll see how prepared things are there. We, we actually skipped some important information in our last couple episodes that's been relevant. And that is that the club's been struck with coronavirus. You've probably all heard that by now and unfortunately we can't really even tell you any news as far as who has it uh evron you've probably heard some speculation as far as rumors huh yeah i think there was a lot of like um players rumored but nothing's confirmed one thing was toya or atiba's sister said that atiba did not test positive yeah like last the last we left off was with the original news of like two players, and that was uh, uh, yeah, when, when was the like speculation that. was Tyler Boyd, right? And we talked about that. Mm-hmm, but since team. then, like in the following week, which was maybe a week and a half ago or so, um, yeah, there was news of four players, staff, and it going even as far as our uh, what's his what's his official post? It's not the club's owner. Uh, 
The president, the club yeah. president, yeah. He was the only one who Ahmed. was officially like named as having tested positive. Yeah, Ahmed Nurchebi was the only official uh, positive test that was confirmed. Uh, so I guess at least he coughed to it. But what's interesting is the lack of transparency as far as the rest of the guys go. I'm curious at the very least to know how these guys are doing. But I, I guess you can assume no one's in like critical care or anything, or we would have probably heard more yeah. right now. And Boyd started training again. So, oh. well, I'm not sure if he stopped, but I think today was the first time we saw pictures of him in a while. So, a sort of official. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's good. Um, and I guess on that note, is there any other news regarding training? I don't think so, right? They're doing like larger group training, I guess, which you might not have mentioned. It's no more like, you know, five people training, it looks like full team so yeah and slightly so. more contact right it's not it's yeah. not just it's not social distance, distance. Drills. um i saw i thought it was alpai chalebi hopefully uh with number 41 but in fact it's kyra cartel yilmaz um or is it cartel kyra yilmaz, i think it's cartel kyra, yeah. <laughs> um but he uh yeah he was wearing number 41 in, in training um, of course, Alpai, as you mentioned, is still out on loan, so that wouldn't have made much sense. Um, but so, yeah, it's happening. They're, they're making contact on the training pitch. Everyone seems to be back. I can't even really think of anyone I haven't seen pictures of by now, so I'm really curious who's, who's out with the virus, with the Rona. But, um, yeah, let, let's dig in. We do have some actual news to talk about, so let's, let's, let's do it. And so first, as we always do, let's start with the guys who are currently on the team, you know, who may be in or out, you know, who we uh, kind of have some news on. And I guess let's start with the bad news first. El Neni. What's going on there, Evron? You can be the, the breaker <laughs> of news, the breaker of hearts. Yeah, there's been rumors since as far as I can remember that El Neni hasn't been getting paid. And for the first time, we have some reliable sources saying he you know he hasn't been getting paid um or Tachiski officials news saying he wasn't getting his paid and he's been having issues with the board um there's also a rumor going around that he might refuse to play um that hasn't been like officially confirmed by any reputable sources but if he's not getting paid then it's probably likely i've heard up to 1.3 million is owed that's not the Tachiski official but official i mean Huh. But um, it's just like I said before, I wouldn't bet on him staying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree that if he did stay, he would be one of very few players to earn more than everyone else. And so the question would then be, is he the guy who's worth it? You know, and I think given that we've got guys coming in at the position, uh, at the very least, Fatiaksoy, but. Dorkan, which we have some news on as well. Um, uh, who am I forgetting? I guess Ozan. I mean, just generally in the center of the midfield, Ozan is looking sort of maybe more likely to come back, though we don't really know anything yet. Uh, but so, you know, I think with some redundancy there, it's a position you don't want to be paying. I mean, of course, and not to mention Atiba, uh, who I think, you know, you'd still really be playing. <laughs> I mean, given... His age and everything, I guess. Who yeah, he also makes like uh, less than half. Yeah, less than half. Exactly. That, and that's the main thing is if you're if you're cutting costs, I think you're not getting uh, 
much less from Atiba, if any less. Like this season, I think we can agree Atiba was probably the better of the two players. Um, and yeah, for significantly less for peanuts, uh, it's almost a no-brainer. But anyway, I already alluded to it, and so let's just move right on to the news of Dorokan. Well, no, before we do that, let's <laughs> let's go to the let's stay with the bad news. I mean, I guess it's bad news. I don't know. Uh, what about the guy who is currently slotted in as our backup right back? Everyone? Yeah, our uh, always injured Douglas. Um, yes. Well, I think we had some hopes for when he came in on like a you know low contract, decent pedigree. I certainly did, yeah. Uh, never really played this year. Apparently, the Ortachizki official or Ozo exclusive is um saying that he the club told him that he is he's going at the end of the season, so his agent should look for a new club. Um, still has two more years left on his deal, but it looks like you know, the club just gave up on him. It seems like uh, which. I'm not sure is the best option, considering he hasn't really, hasn't even been in the squad with Sarah Games. He's been hurt the whole time. Anyway, he was with Avja. He played like six games, and all of them were in the beginning of the season, except one when we were just losing all the time. So, yeah, when everything was going. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like getting rid of him already is a little bit harsh. I think you should maybe get another chance, but. Yeah, at least as a backup, right? Uh, and of yeah. course, that that raises the question, which uh, we'll talk about actually, because one of the tweets asked us too, but uh, about Gokan Gonul, if he's returning or not. Um, I mean, even if he's not, you still need someone to play as a right back, and then you also need a backup. So I don't see why, since he's so cheap and since he's shown some capacity to play in the Super League, uh, you know, why not give him a shot at least? You know, and he, we have a young guy who could come up, you know, a third stringer uh, in his absence in the, in, the, in the face of like Kerem Kalafat or whatever, whoever it might be. You know, I don't like I, for me, that should be enough, to be honest. But and we also have players who can play that position. So maybe that's why they're thinking we have Fatih coming back who can slot in there. Yeah, well, both Fatih Aksoy yeah. and Dorakan are kind yeah. of natural or supposed like uh, listed as defensive midfielders who can play. As right backs, I think. Um, I, yeah, in some ways, I think I've said this before. I actually would like to see Dorokan as a right back. I think he's had his most sustained success with our club as a right back. Although with the national team, he's shown some ability in the center of the midfield. So I don't know what that's about. But um, yeah. So anyway, what what's going on with? Uh, Speaking of Dorokan, I guess we've sort of segued these fairly well. Um, what's the story with Dorokan then? So, I guess the past couple of weeks there's been this weird drama saying with his agent saying, oh, he's leaving, he's not, or we're not signing a new contract. Dorokan be like, well, that's not true. Um, I think so we've even was, talked about it here. Yeah. So, he turned 24 recently, and I guess for his birthday he got a new agent. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Ahmed. Ahmed. Or something like that? Yeah, he was one of the bigger agents in Turkey. So that's a terrible. Who has a? He has good relations with Besiktas historically. Yeah. Or at least established ones. Um, and so with that news comes, sort of the presumptive secondary piece of news, which I'll, I'll again hand over to you to tell everyone, since I'm yeah. such a, a mic hog. <laughs> Looks like the, um, you know, the contract talks are kind of continuing as. We thought 
Um, but I guess if you're cool, certainly gets back on the table, it's expected to be offered a pay rise or pay raise. Um, that he wants that it makes him happy and hopefully the drama is over. Um, he only has one year left and we definitely don't want to lose him for peanuts if we can. I fully agree. Um, I think given where we are as a club and we, we I don't want to harp on it, I don't want to beat a dead horse or whatever the expression is, but um, yeah, like we're clearly in a sort of rebuilding phase and going to be focusing on youth and development. And so Dorakon feels to me as probably our most successful project in the last couple of years, at the very least, uh, like a guy that we have to see through uh, at least another year or two uh, uninjured where he can kind of show steady, if not improvement, at least steady, solid play and give us, you know, a paycheck at the end of it and give himself a nice profile boost. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, hopefully. in my opinion, next summer would be the time. Uh, you know, there's the Euros to be played. Um, his value is not going to be at its highest right after he got hurt with one year left. Um, so just yeah, that's right. He definitely needs at least a year to sort of reestablish yeah. himself I, and I prove that he's healthy. Don't want to keep him too long as we see how that's worked. I think like the yeah, first time sure. like we have a chance to start, we should. Yeah, that's but right. I say one year, two years max. I yeah, feel like, so. and it depends on his performance. If at the end of the year he's still sort of like not really that. Uh, decisive and he's not really the, the guy we need but he's still young and, and getting attention, boom, sell him. If he's establishing himself and showing a capacity to improve uh, and kind of keep getting better and keep raising his profile and all of that, I think that's when you, you kind of question maybe we keep him another year and see his value increase even further, right? Uh, but then, of yeah. course, you're taking the risk of him re-injuring himself. So, I mean, a lot has to go into it's that. It's always style. a risk, but the, the peak times to start a player are Champions League games that are good or European Championships slash World Cup games that are good. So, Exactly. We're, no, yeah. I would not bet on Champions League coming anytime soon, So, but that Euro 2021 seems very likely. that yeah. he'll, He's back now, so a year from now, he'll definitely be fit with no other injuries. Hopefully. Yeah, exactly. I, and, and I guess that's another factor, too. If he's been a vital sort of instrumental part of a team that's made it to Europe, for example, right? Then you can say, wow, so this kid has a chance to, to represent Besiktas in Europe and make an, you know, so again, a lot of factors go into it. But I think all signs would point to, yes, to us selling him maybe next summer. Um, but so, yeah, the good news is that at least it looks like we're going to have the opportunity to do that, you know, keep him around, extend him, uh, you know, see him develop with us a little bit more because he obviously showed some flashes. Uh, what else do we have here? What about, what, what are we missing from the news? Uh, Things just incoming. But, uh, before we do that, before we do incoming, let's stay off the pitch. I mean, no, we've already moved on to the pitch. I guess we should have done this before. But, uh, let's talk a little bit about these cardboard cutouts. <laughs> I like this item. <laughs> yeah, um, so I think if anyone's watched the Bundesliga, some of the teams started having cardboard cutouts in his name. I believe it's Borussia Mönchengladbach who did this. So there's no, a... I, 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 hate to, I hate to do this. It takes some shine away from football. But I actually think the first people who were doing this was in, from the Korean Baseball League, which was the first to reopen. Yeah. So the Korean sure Baseball started, League had it going first. There's also some other uh, issues in South Korea soccer <laughs> with uh, putting up certain 
uh, fake fans that they were they should not have. If we're gonna put it that way. Last yeah, year. I heard about <laughs> that too. So I know they Oops. had some issues, but they've the, been the cardboard cutout yeah. thing seems to be pretty popular. And, yeah, uh, no, I like it actually. I like it. And so explain in more detail, like what is, what it is what does this mean? Like what are we talking about? Um, so it looks like their business will actually try to raise money. You can supposedly the Ortachiski reports that you'll be able to pay like a small fee to get your own cardboard cut out in the stands. Yeah, and, and it's a picture of you, uh, and I guess it depends if it'll be like the sh a shirt of your choosing or if it'll be just like posted onto like a, a, fr a template frame sort of thing, but yeah. um, that de has depended on, that they've done that differently as they've tried it in Germany or in Korea with baseball or whatever. But um, I think it's a novel idea. I like it because it gives real fans who want to support the club the opportunity both to do so and then maybe see themselves on TV, you know? <laughs> that's When you go to the game, you don't typically see yourself on TV, right? You're, you're at the game. So that's a funny, it's a weird little thing. You, I can imagine people taking pictures of uh, screenshots of like themselves in the match. You know, I, I would certainly do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly considering um, buying one of these things, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, it's not too just, I'm almost though. embarrassed to admit it. Say what? It's not too. It's uh, the rumored price is 100 to 150 Turkish lira, which is like around 20 dollars, depending on the price. Exactly. That's why, man. Like, why not? You know, I'll I'll buy one for my whole family. I'll buy one for my <laughs> daughter and my wife. We can all go to the game. Full squad. That's funny. Um. Yeah, I'll bring my mom. <laughs> Uh, that's funny stuff. Uh, I like it. I like the concept. Uh, you know, in this age, we have to come up. We were talking about this pre-match, and I, we won't go into it because we have enough Twitter stuff to talk about. That I don't want to. But you know, we were talking about like ideal conditions for bringing the league back and what that would look like. And you know, one of the themes that I was talking about is that you're going to see change in the coming years potentially because. Um, well, whatever. I don't want to get into too much in the coronavirus stuff. But the point being that uh, I like this. I like this as a novel approach and a kind of creative way of handling this problem that we're obviously all dealing with. But um, yes, now let's get to the fun stuff. Before we, or I guess maybe we should call the Twitter stuff the fun stuff. Sorry, guys. Okay, let's get to the transfer stuff. The, the, the exciting news about incoming transfers. Evron, what do we have? We've got a couple of Dutchies here. Dutch masters. Um, so there's two uh, reports. One is the Orta Chizgi, um, uh, exclusive, and the other one is a uh, Dutch media exclusive. Not like a, not the most reliable source, but it's also not. It's a, like a fine art specific um, news report. So they're saying uh, a player. That has been mentioned, I think, once before. Leroy Fur, who's a free agent, or Fair. Um, Bishos has offered him apparently a three-year deal, and then we offered more than Feyenoord was willing to pay. Um, and if you remember, he was a teammate with Ozan shortly. For sure, yeah. Feyenoord also didn't really have the means to pay Ozan his current salary. So, I mean... Dude, that's like five-dimensional chess, bro. We cultivated the center of our midfield last season on another team. Oh, that would be funny. Uh, that would be, like, way too clever or shrewd for, for what we've been doing lately. But yeah, and I like it. Here's a quick preview of who he is. He's a um, 
central midfielder. Uh, he's very physically strong, uh, but also good on the ball. So very different to what we have in terms of like Olsan type players. Uh, he's 30. He's playing the Premier League. Um, yeah, he's a free. Cool. He'd be coming on a free because he's yeah. not on contract. No, I think this is a nice, like, you want to go young, right? We've talked about this before. You want to save money. You want to be shrewd. But this is a nice kind of under-the-radar uh, way of bringing in talent and leadership and kind of veteran savvy uh, on a guy who still has some shaft like we played in the Premier League, hasn't he? Didn't he play for... Yeah, for three different teams. Like Southampton or something? Yeah, Swansea um, and QPR were in, so... Yeah. Um, I, I think his name is Fair, actually. Not yeah, it's probably Fair. Fair. Not Fair. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm okay with this move, honestly. Especially if he's if his salary is sort of affordable somehow. Um, but even if not, like, on a free, you can kind of even legitimize slightly overpaying him. Like, obviously, with Vita, that's an extreme example. We, like, went crazy on overpaying but you get a, a, a guy of yeah, quality. Overpay, but we paid market value for, you know, a top. Yeah, I mean, I mean, overpay based on what what we're capable. Of. Yeah, but yeah. and but we remember that we did that because we were not paying a transfer fee. Remember, we kind of circumvented that and 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 didn't pay him a big signing bonus. And the idea was we were kind of pushing that into a nice big salary over an extended period of time. And of course, he probably didn't get paid various times too, so that didn't really... Whatever, man. Vita's the man, but uh, he's probably on his way out. That's a whole other conversation. Um, but so yeah, Leroy Fair. I like it. Um, he'd compliment what we have. Uh, we kind of still have a need there, we think. Uh, obviously, things could work out in some way otherwise where we wouldn't need him, but you know, that's a good insurance policy. Um, yeah. And like worst case, he could come off the bench. I'm not sure how happy he would to do that. He probably wouldn't last long with us if he did. But you know, if one of our younger guys really shone bright and we felt like they had to start, you know, Fair could be a, a really good backup in, in the Turkish Super Yeah. For I mean, in my opinion, Fair would be like a perfect sort of like a Tebow replacement since he was now been a little bit more far forward and he's aging so much. I think Fair would just be. A better offensive threat while also you know he's 30 versus 37 um, yeah <laughs> i hear that makes a difference um and so lastly there's another and a new one and this could be a good segue into our twitter comments uh questions because this is sort of half of an answer for that but let's first just do the news straight and then we can talk about the the tweets um Who's the other Dutch guy that yeah. we're being associated this with? This is like a, another semi-famous name. I wouldn't say he's like really famous, but uh, played for the Dutch national team multiple times and for PSV. Uh, Jeroen Zoet. Uh, he's a 29-year-old keeper who has one year left on his PSV deal. And uh, they loaned him out for this season, so he's not like in the... Uh, Started or for the second half of the season, so he's not like their starting goalkeeper there. They actually loaned him out, so the rumors is he wants out of there. And Bishtas, Korn, or Tachiski have committed to um trying to get him as their starting keeper next season. And so, what do you think? Is there any reality to this, or 
Um, is, is it a real? I mean, like, is are, could we theoretically even afford him? Like, what kind of salary do you think you'd want, etc.? I think the transfer fee might be a problem, but with one year left, and if he really wants to go, PSV doesn't have the most leverage. Um, at the same time, I'm assuming he will have other suitors, uh, but it really depends. I mean, I think we're in for a lot of keepers. <laughs> We've heard that you know Montero, Baba John. Seen on board, and now this guy's the kind of like the fourth series name, so yeah. Oh, and there was news on Montero not being true, possibly. Didn't someone shoot it down? Not that I remember. <laughs> I thought I saw that. Well, let's not report it because that's definitely not confirmed then. But I think I saw like Pirat Gunair, someone on, on Twitter shooting it down. But, um, so. Of course, this leaves us with the all-important, I don't know, fan input, the uh, questions asked by our listeners. And so let's cut right to the chase here. Um, I've got a bunch, so excuse me while I go through the long assorted list. All right, first of all, our friend Yasin BJK6830, or just Yasin as we know him, our German friend. He asks us, what is your realistic dream signing in the summer? <laughs> you want to go first? <laughs> well, all right. And before I even go first, I will say that he next tweeted, I personally still want Emre Kilinch, which is actually, I think, an excellent choice. Uh, and then our old friend Uzjan Oer replied, Fabrice and Sakala. And real quick, while I have while I have Uzjan um, in my thoughts here, I would like to say I promised I would do this to his and his twin brother Cartel's father. I wish him a happy birthday, belated, uh, our listeners over there in Scotland. Um, I don't know if he listens to this, but if he did, I will say happy birthday, sir. I hope you had a good one despite these times. Um, all right, but so. With all of that said, we've got contributions from our listeners as far as Emre Killinge, Fabrice and Sakala. Now, you go first, Levan, <laughs> because you're you're the you're the scout amongst between us. You're more of a reliable scout. What do you think? I mean, I don't think it's it's kind of tough. It's realistic. Um, in terms of, I think the players I've listed, I've listed like a player like Atelo in the past, um, who I like. I would really like us to sign, you know, I've mentioned it before, Ravel Todger just as, like, you know, that top-level prospect, which I think we've never really done much in Turkey. And we missed out on Chalar Soyuncu um, back then because we didn't want to pay the extra whatever 500K it was. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, I'm butthurt about that. And I think this is, like, the next type of player coming out of that academy of Altenorda that we should really... You know, not break the bank arms. We don't have much to spend, but they, you know, paying the extra 500k for even if he's 17 now, uh, I think it would be worth it. And I would like us to see us take a risk like that um, and really give a young player a chance. But obviously, that would mean either Vito or Lige left. But I'm assuming that's going to happen. So. Oh, by the way, oh, man, I don't know why that reminded me of it, but. There was another news item about a youngster 
for for Bursaspor, who posted an Instagram of like his girlfriend pointing to his Besiktas shirt, a logo on his shirt, and it's a sort of uh, you know artful photo of, of apparently him admitting to being a Besiktas fan, and he got cut from Bursaspor for for doing that, which is so childish from him on an organizational level. Um, but then there's rumors of us maybe even trying to sign him. Uh, do you know? Have yeah, you I heard that we're that? giving him a trial with the youth team. Is he 16? Hey, no promise of anything, but I like it. You might take a little, you know, a little smash and grab as they say in England. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to do that. Uh, no, I love it. I love it as a move. I hope he sticks, and I hope he becomes a good player and really, uh, like plays a good hand in defeating versus four someday for us even because it means so much more i think uh to them anyway uh but so yeah that was a fun little note now back to the real question at hand what is my realistic dream signing now i would actually like to say uh i appreciate the educated replies as far as emra killing in sakala go i think there's like i i'm personally Eager to to see Unsakala arrive. Actually, we should probably mention that there's rumors that we've actually signed him to a two-year deal already. Yeah. Uh, though they're, they're obviously not confirmed. It's not as reliable as we're um, but the news is out there. Yeah, exactly. There's talk. Um, I am excited to see him come in. I think a 30-year-old coming in. 29-year-old. I mean, it's almost like the Atiba type of scenario where a guy who... Uh, has performed elsewhere but hasn't been given the, uh, the big stage, gets it. We'll see what happens. Uh, that could be good for us. Maybe he'll stick around for years to come. You know, these days, guys are playing deep into their 30s, so who knows? Uh, I don't see much resale value on Nsakala, actually, which is perhaps the only problem there. Uh, although it's not a problem. Not every guy needs to have a resale value. Uh, on that note, though, Emre Kilinch, also great player he might be a little too much i think we'd have to pay for him is that not no he's a free agent but there's along with his team and there's a lot of interest um the main two teams is always gala and fenner they're like you know this team's gonna get him no this team's gonna get him but i've also heard that like teams from abroad are interested so i think that mm-hmm. might overtake it i'm not sure if i'm i hope he's so he's quite young He's 23. And I, don't I mean, think I think he's 25 20... awesome. already, though. Isn't he already 25? Mesh is like... 25. He might, I think, oh. Emre is 24 or 23. Let's see. 25. He is 25. He is 25? That's great. Yeah. Time flies. So, uh, what that means is that he, if he, yeah, if he has a chance to go to Europe now, I think he's going to definitely take that. Um, otherwise, if he comes to any bigger club in, in Istanbul, it would likely, in his imagination, anyway, be a, a pit stop to a bigger move. So in that regard, there is the capacity for resale value. So as far as like a kind of realistic dream, because there is a dream component there, I like Killinch even more than Encyclopedia. I think Encyclopedia is just realistic without the dream, maybe. <laughs> I, like hopefully, hopefully. Um, and so Emre Kilinch, I think, fits the model of more of a dream type, I, and I like it. I think he fits a need, uh, and he's, again, still young enough to get some resale value if he plays really well for us for a year or two. Um, in that vein, <sighs> I 
Realistic dream. Who did you end up picking, by the way? Uh, Tajik. What was your final answer? Rajah. Oh yeah, Revel Tajik. So, this is perhaps silly. Uh, and it would probably require finesse. Um, you've mentioned it before, and I'm going to piggyback on it. I would love to replace Burak with Abu Bakr. Yeah. Uh, meaning, like, we get, like, maybe Leche. Remember, they swing <laughs> back in for another, like, $2 million. Oh, we'll give you $2 million for him. Fine. I would take, take nothing him, you know? for him at this point based on how high his salary is. But, but dude, imagine we could even get $2 million for him. Like, okay. $2 uh, million. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Wasn't that what it was last year? Where yeah, I think it was about $1 million? million to $1 million and a half euros, maybe two. It was something a little like that. <laughs> Whatever. I'll take, you know, I'll take anything. Yeah, like you said. Um, but getting him off the books would make bringing in an Abubakar somewhat more feasible. And I think Abubakar would be a kind of fun rehab project. He might take a cut. We could probably get him for significantly less because of all the injuries uh, and a drop in, in profile and everything. So, you know, that, I, 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 it's, I'm always critical of going backwards and bringing guys back. But... I, we all, I think, can agree that we didn't get enough of Abubakar, of uh, our boy Vincent. So, yeah, that's my guy. I'm going to go with that. Uh, I, I'm also not that creative. Like, I, I, My scouting abilities aren't, aren't really like up to snuff like yours are. <laughs> Obviously, I'd love to find some young... Like, If I could just name some like guy in League 1 or League 2 who's super talented and like 20, you know, uh, ready to like step into the starting rotation and like change the team for the positive. That would be my pick, but I don't know anyone like that. So, you know, aside from big prospects that are I think uh, like playing for Bayern or whatever. Was, uh, I'm not sure if you're looking at chat, but I mentioned Ahmed Kutuju like as like a dream loan signing type thing. Oh, yeah, that I'm, was a good one. That, like, you know, I don't think it's even possible or only possible for us to buy him, but you know, as up, like a loan, you know, a loan switch. Guven goes out on loan. Kutuju came in on loan. We get a much better striker now than possibly get Guven's, you know, reputation back to something acceptable. But that's probably a, a dream. <laughs> Guven Yeltsin, you mean? Uh, Both. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see him get loaned, honestly. But anyway, like, here's a fun little concept of mine that I just thought up, though. A fun dream transfer from the not-so-distant past that would have been exceptional and that could have theoretically happened, at least according to rumors, Alfonso Davies <laughs> would have been so fun, like, four years ago, you know, or whatever it was that we had him supposedly lined up because of his Brampton connections and all that via Atiba. Uh, man, imagine that. I bet we could have made so much money off Alfonso Davies. <laughs> Sorry, we got Kyle there. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And I mean, there's a, there's another bit of news, by the way, Ari Kaya-Laren, which is there's an article that our friend Khan showed us uh, from Belgium talking about how he's got a pretty good reputation in Belgium after this season. There was an, like something like, with Kaya-Laren leading your line, you'll have success. I mean, it was a sort of weird title. Oh, you, like, you can go to war with him or something weird. <laughs> yeah, it was a terrible, terrible <laughs> title, journalistically speaking. But, um... All right, now back to the questions, and uh, we'll have a drum roll, please. 
You don't have to do it. I'll do it in post. Don't worry. <laughs> um, we've got... Man, we've got a lot of good ones here. Okay, uh, Frank Jimenez. Let's go to, with Frank, who gave us a great episode with his last question. Uh, this time, I think we can do it in just one of the typical format. Um, his after the corner break, what are the possibilities for Best Touch to win the league? And then, can we trust on goalkeepers? Uh, my guy, Castel Nuovo Tedesco, wrote, ha ha ha, none. For, I'm assuming for possibilities uh, to win the league. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. The, the odds are very low very for us low, to win yeah. the league. Um, is there a possibility at all? Mathematically, yes. Um, realistically, if I had to put odds on it, like I'd say maybe 3 to 5% chance. Um, My, uh, like, sort of, I'm almost... Uh, I would be embarrassed to admit this in the group chat, but I'm just going to do it like in full public instead for some reason. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, my that, that my dream goal would be to push for like third place. Yeah. <laughs> Not even fourth, because fourth is probably the one I should be saying without getting slandered by people. But uh, I, I feel like third is probably still within our grasp if we really perform excellently. But the big question mark slash problem slash hitch in any plan to do anything uh, successful whatsoever is actually part two to frank's question and it says can we trust our goalkeepers uh i don't know um basically the only way that my dream scenario comes true is if ersin steps in because if, if 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 utku is selected as our keeper then that first match day when we return in mid-June, it means we're screwed. <laughs> it means that Ersin is trash. Because uh, if he's not even good enough, to, like that's, that's what it means. Uh, and it means that, yeah, I, I have to retract that statement that my dream is third place and in a very realistic sense say, we're lucky if we get fifth and uh, slide in via the Turkish Cup. Because I think there's even, I think, yeah, like, yeah, is it Yeni Malatya that could actually still even win it? Uh, yeah, there's, I think there's definitely teams in there that are uh, not in the top four. I think Trabzon yeah. is one of the top four teams that is still. Yeah, we basically yeah. would need Trabzon to win it if, if that was the case. So, yikes, is all I can say. Uh, what are your thoughts, everyone? I don't want to hog the limelight there. Yeah, um, I think the expectation of everyone is that Ericsson will play um, against Antalya when we return. Um, and Utko, as I said before, seems like a second division maybe third division goalkeeper that's like that's i would say either really good set third division or like average second division type thing not i don't see him as a starter in the super league i see him as a backup goalie so i don't i don't have any hopes for him yeah i i would even argue that he's a third keeper at best to like you know train your or to keep your strikers warmed at halftime or something <laughs> like that you know what i mean like i don't think he needs more or or he can honestly like if I've said this about a number of players, and I think if we could loan him out and just guarantee that he gets like a season of play in one in the League One or League Two or whatever it might be, um, and just like see him get the, all the errors out of his system and see if that's something that he can get out of a system, you know, if he can gain some confidence, if, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's really all there is for Utku at this stage, just for his career. Yeah, he's got to move somewhere else and show it, and whether that's with us on loan or just, you know with someone else uh that, that's fine too honestly um but so yeah i think that's probably 
you'd agree then that that's basically like Erickson's performance is the linchpin in all of this if, if we can succeed or not yeah i think if we're gonna push for above fourth place Erickson needs to be playing and he needs to be good um, i think we can still achieve fourth place with a goalie like utku but i don't see how we can you know get eight for eight perfect run with a subpar goalkeeper push into you maybe even push for a champions league spot. especially as we're not like that dominant like i think we're good enough to win eight out of eight games but i don't trust our team you know just be walloping everyone five zero yeah I, I, I really think the keeper thing i remember when we went into the season with uh was it with utku that one season no we had the first game with him yeah this right and like was, the first was, game. was that this season didn't mm -hmm. didn't last season we bring him out to last season whatever it was also yeah but like when we play him there's this timidity temerity now timidity uh and like fear um about the ball even like being in the back like it's not good you, you know there the confidence has to sort of radiate from the back not uh, you know there can't be this like giant fear constantly of what happens if the opposition gets the ball that's not it's not a safe way to play mentally anyway um but so yeah that, that's going to be a major part of it all but we'll see how it goes uh and so following with that question uh je sais tout who's a uh tout uh we've got we've heard from him but in the past at nesai trian or n-e-s-a-i-t-r N-E-S-A-I-T-R-I-E-N. -E um, he says goalkeeper issue and rumors about candidates. Uh, so we've talked about the goalkeeper issue already, I think. What about candidates? We've sort of already introduced a new one in the way of Zuit or whatever his name is. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything new as far as Sinan Bolat? I mean, the Montero thing has supposedly been... Yeah, there's not really too did. much else new with the goalkeeper. I think Zoet was the big drop of the week. Addition, yeah. I mean, basically, yeah, I think that's what we're saying, is that we still, it could be any of those four keepers, Volkan Babajan, Sinan Bolat, uh, Alvaro Montero, and uh, this Zoet fella. Yeah. Um, and I don't really, like, I, I still think Sinan Bolat, for me, would be, like, the safe... Like, I feel like we could definitely get him and he could definitely yeah. do what needs um, to be done. Volkan Babajan, I feel like we could definitely get. I don't necessarily want us to be able to get him there. Uh, and then the other foreign guys, I don't know. I think Zoe has safer. like the highest um, like market value. He has the biggest reputation. Yeah, he's just safest. He's off a little bit recently, but he's still like, you know, 11 games for the Dutch national team. Played for PSV exactly. for years. Yeah, he's the safest option reputationally and as far as like a guy who's been in a league with some reputation and some pressure on him and all that. Um, Montero is probably the most intriguing option as far as like what we don't really know, but obviously a 25-year-old who's already the backup for his national team. And it's a good national team. Colombia is a side that nobody wants to come across in like the World Cup. You know, they can really mix it up typically. So. You know, that's something. Although, again, that's a big like for me. He's the mist. He's like the Pandora's box, like open in case of an emergency. You know what I mean? He's like the biggest potential to 
be a success. Like he could be like the biggest success, but he could also be like a boyco and we just throw yeah, a lot exactly. of throw away money and are stuck with a very tall, um, uncoordinated goalkeeper. So hopefully yeah, when exactly. like I play. Exactly. No, you never know. And like if if it came out that we were bringing him in, I would psych myself up for it and I would try to be, like, I would defend him for his first few errors probably and, and then we'll, from there we'd see what happens. Um, next question. Let's keep things moving along. Risk like. Uh, this is our last one. And it's from Hugo Lism, our man Emre Hugo Hastur, who gives us sounds for, for our uh, home matches. Uh, and he is at Hugo Lism, Hugo H U G O L I Z M. He's asking, do you think we'll keep Janer and Gokan Gunol or they will return or will they return to Fener? We've addressed this sort of in the past, uh, but uh, what the hell? What do you think? Sum it up quick. I think we keep one, uh, lose the other. And I feel like Janer is the one who's going to have more contract offers and more financial opportunities. So I feel like Gekhan is probably going to be more likely to, uh, you know, take that reduced salary at his age. See, yeah, I can't point. decide. I, I feel like it's a scenario. It could be a scenario where it's like either if one of them le- goes, it, it makes it easier for the other one to go too. Cause then it's like, they're not alone being the bad guy. Uh, on the other hand, I could also imagine Fashitash if they lost one, going all in on making sure they didn't lose both. So, it could, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there's sort of competing pressures there. And then, I guess... Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I, I don't... Really, like... For me, losing Gokan Gono would be the the bigger L for us. Like, I, I really wouldn't even care if we lost Janet. If we lost Janet, I'd be very happy with Insakala. Um, yeah, I mean, Janet is like... Obviously, has this, like, pedigree. But the man can't defend. And if he... He does also chooses not to defend, which I think is the bigger issue. Gekhan Blake is more of a leader in the team, all reliable, even though he's, you know, aging. He always plays, always gives his heart out. John is, you know, the guy who trots back after losing the ball, and then you watch us concede. Well, and what's worse is that John is the type of guy to be a jerk about coming off the bench, and that's really where he's most effective. He's actually probably that's where he's always been most effective, but especially later in his life. Especially in soccer, was a good defender, so I would be more comfortable losing Jenner, as we said. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I'd be super sad to lose Gokhan Gono, honestly. And I would hate to lose him to Fener because it's like he's the kind of guy you don't want to have bad feelings about. I think he gave it all for the club. I mean, we've 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 talked about all this before, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's possible though. Certainly, all things are on the table. I think we could lose both. We could lose just one. We could keep both. Um, you know, I feel like if one of the guys chooses to re-sign, like if one of the guys is like in negotiation to join Fenner and then the other guy re-signs with Peshtash before, that could be like, oh, I don't want to be the guy that looks like the traitor here. So, you know, that could pressure, like there's all sort of variables in, in that sort of thing that could work out in any direction. So I think we'll have to wait and see how it comes to fruition. Yeah. But that's it, man. That's all the questions we've got. I love that we had so many. I'm going to do that again next week, give you guys a little more time. Um, yeah, good episode. Fun fun stuff. Do you have anything to, to leave our listeners with, everyone? Um, Not much. Uh, I guess, you know, about two weeks. A little more than two weeks till 
return to play hopefully for the Tigers League. So um, I'm a little, I'm moderately excited. I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but uh, missed we it. have a confirmed match date and time. Um, I thought June 12th was what I've seen. They're supposed to play on Talia June 12th. So. And so is that like all the clubs are playing? Are they scheduled to play on the same day or like how? No, I just saw two games on the 12th and then more games. Oh, so they've, that's uh, what they have. They've like a, yeah. apportioned it all out and everything. So yeah, because I think the first match day is the 11th actually, right? Oh, wait. Actually, yeah, no, it's just that weekend. They haven't decided the actual... Uh, yeah, okay. So it's still TBD to be decided. Yeah, it's still that's... TBD, but... Yeah, so it could be anywhere. It could be, it could be the, the... Is the 11th on that Friday? No, the 12th is a Friday. Oh, okay. So the first match will be the 12th, but then it could be the 13th, 14th, even the 15th. We'll see uh, how it's all broken down. Needless to say, it'll be fun to see any match. Uh, even if we're not on Friday, it'll be it'll be great to see someone playing Friday from the Super League. And maybe our cardboard cutouts will be there soon. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, look out for us. We should definitely put uh, like the, the Best Jet International crew in the front row. That would be awesome. Um, but so yeah, obviously there is uh, one more thing that's very important for me to relay. That is, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow the mothership at Beshitash International, which is uh, sorry at Beshitash underscore I N T. Follow this fella over here, Evron the Akman, at fan of B J K. Follow me at Sir underscore Rights underscore Alas and. As always, let's go Bashik Tash! Peace out. Seconds. That was one of our shorter ones. I know, I, I was proud of that. I think it was the uh, black one. Topic. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.